This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending megabucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this episode, we speak with the winner of the final race at the Triple Crown in Darwin, JLB. And find out how much of a difference it is to run at the front of the field. You, we always knew clean air was king. It's always been the case, um, especially in supercars. These cars run quite hot, obviously with brakes and the way the tyres are. Um, they, they like being cooler. It's just the way, way, the, way our category's been for a long time. Jack LeBrock joins us on Inside Supercars. And it starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel, and we're talking currently with the newest member of the Win From The Front pack, that being Jack LeBrock. Welcome back to Inside Supercars, Jack. Yeah, thanks guys. Appreciate uh, you having me on the show. Fantastic, because there's just no question about this win. You were fastest in qualifying 15, went out and won the race from the front. The boys delivered you a great pit stop and you just kept there. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, pretty stoked with it all. The um, yeah, the boys did an absolute awesome job, and especially in that that lead up to the race, didn't make it uh, didn't make it easy for them with the damage that was carried on from um, the previous race there. But uh, yeah, they dug deep, uh, got the car back to where it needed to be, and got uh, got the wheels and everything pointed in the right direction. So massive uh, credit to those those guys, and yeah, gave me a fast car. So yeah, my my part was uh, was easy. They did the hard work, and um, yeah, we just been out there and hopefully uh, yeah brought home the uh, the spoils. One of the things that's fascinating to watch as we go through this season, and we've seen it now in numerous races, we've had 15 of the qualifying sessions, it's the way in which every corner has got to be done perfectly. You cannot make the slightest error because you'll, you'll go from hero to zero very quickly because, you know, you're qualifying for race 14, you were 15th, and then you're 14 places better for the last race. Do you know exactly the, the things that you did wrong in that, qualifying 14 i mean you're probably only three tenths off but can you look at the corners that and say right that's where it was yeah i look it's um we had we had a little bit of a swing at the setup um overnight from saturday to sunday and just trying to trying to calm the car down a little bit because it was it was very much on edge um at that uh, darwin circuit so yeah we uh like we had we had great speed on the on the saturday and we were fast in q1 and um that cute that second part of qualifying we didn't make it through i made a bit of a mistake on my lap and we're only 0.29 off the off the quickest time and 
yeah, half a tenth off actually making it through to the ten. So it's one of those things you can't afford to make a mistake at the moment. I think you, those qualifying sessions you can see how up and down it is with with everyone um, all over the top because it, it is just so close. And if you don't get a get a perfect lap together, and you're not uh, going to be up that in that top five at least. So um, yeah, and especially on the Sunday, like you say, we'll fifteenth in the first one and. We we're probably a little bit pushy in the car, and, and I probably didn't do the best job of maximising that. But like you say, we're three tenths off, and we're fifteenth, so it's uh, yeah, crazy close. And um, but yeah, the boys did a good job. We put a tune up on the car to to try and uh, uh, rectify that you have. And um, yeah, to be honest, just uh, had a bit of a dip and tried to put a lap together. And yeah, we made it through turn one in one piece, and that was uh, probably the hardest part for me that weekend, trying to get consistently through turn one. So. Yeah, it's, it was pretty cool to get my first pole position in the category. And, uh, yeah, it's one of those things you, you don't really know where you're going to drop just because of how close it is at the moment. I think, um, yeah, telecast saying that it was one of the closest qualifiers in history. So, it's, uh, yeah, pretty cool. One of the things that we talked with Cam Hill about, and he was looking forward to finding out about how much being in clear air, the difference it made in terms of your brakes and the tyres and all the overall cooling of the car, it obviously felt that much different for you when you're out in the, in the front. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, the guys did a great job with the car and gave us a, a very fast race car, which was great, and that's that's part of the battle. Like, yeah, got, you got a nice car, definitely going to look after the tyres better, but having that clean air is definitely definitely king, especially at these hotter hotter events like Darwin. I think probably at Townsville is going to be a little bit the same. So it's going to be going to be interesting um, coming into the next event. But, uh, yeah, look, we've just got to keep doing what we're doing. The guys are doing a great job. I'm, I'm enjoying driving these cars and, and gelling with it quite well. So... I'm having a lot of fun doing it and just, uh, yeah, got to try and get the momentum going now. Jack, one of the big things was talking about taking all the the downforce off the car this year and having the ability to run closer. But it sounds like at this stage into the season, there still is that huge advantage for clean air at the front of the field. How much had it surprised you to have that clean air and to see the difference? Uh, yeah, look, we you, we always knew clean air was king. It's always been the case, um, especially in supercars. These cars run quite hot, and obviously with the brakes and, and the way the tyres are, um, they, they like being cooler. It's just the way, way, the, way our category's been for a long time. So, yeah, look, we, we can definitely follow closer than what we have been able to in the past, um, but it's still very, very difficult to try and get the job done. Um, you got to try and do it in those first few laps before the front tyres um, spike in. Spike in temperature, um, we don't get as much of a drop-off. Oh, well, I don't personally compared to what we used to uh, following another car. I feel like you can probably follow a bit closer. But, yeah, look, it's still very hard to get get the job done. I think um, Darwin's probably going to be be pretty crucial with that with just how, how hot it is. We're running super soft tyres, which run run quite warm at the, at the best of times. So it's going to be hard to control that. Um, so, yeah, I suppose that's, that's something to look at in the future, whether we need to potentially up the working range of the tyre um, but for these hotter events, I'm not sure uh, what the answer is. That's uh, up to the Tiger is at Dunlop. But um, yeah, look, I think it's uh, we still had some pretty crazy racing over the over the weekend. Anyway, I think it's pretty entertaining. It's just a yeah that later phase of the race where it gets quite difficult to to pass when you've been in a train for the whole race. So it is grip limiting. It's not as brakes overheating and and having to then adjust for retardation of the car. No, no, it's not really the brakes that fade, but it's all all comes together because the tire, front tire overheats. You do lose front brake, um, sorry, front front grip. Um, in a turn, that hurts your braking. So I suppose in a roundabout way, it does it does affect the, the braking of the car. Um, 
but yeah, we are we are seeing quite uh, big front um, tire temperatures this year. But it's yeah, the, w- the way the car is, there's there's less aero in the rear, so you want the bias forward and probably getting more front um, front tire temp purely through that. So it's uh yeah, it's interesting. Everyone's uh, learning a lot from it, and um, yeah, that it's very different cars to to drive compared to what we were used to. From a situation where you were driving for teams, and and you've driven a number of teams, um, that you had custom built race engines that were you know tuned up and you know beautiful engines, beautiful pieces of work to the point where Mercedes didn't believe the figures that they were presented when they when they pulled the spring on a uh, Stone Brothers engine, you know, sort of thing. But to now you're driving what's not quite a crate motor because it is a race engine, but it's still far more closely related to a road engine, how do you find driving it? Can you feel that difference? Um, yeah, well, especially at the moment, that even from the start of the year to now, the drivability of the engine's come a long way, um, and that's something that's going to continue to be working on. Um, try and neaten all that up and make it a little bit nicer to drive, and that's just only going to help our rear tire life as well. So, um, yeah, look, you do notice that, that side of things, um, but at the same time, um, this donk's probably probably a bit quicker than, than what we had, like probably not up top, but it's quite talky, which is uh which is a bunch of fun and that probably makes um yeah, one I suppose in, increases one of the challenges of driving these cars because they, they do like to excite the rear tire at the best of times and then we go go and have a have a bit more torque to play with at the right foot and um yeah, it makes that a little bit more challenging. So uh yeah, look, it's um yeah, from both manufacturers they're working hard to try and um, improve them and make them I suppose as nice as possible to drive and, and help look after that rear tire as much as possible. But um yeah, I think they're, they're doing the job well. One of the things I remember when the uh, S5000s rolled out, going into Tim Macro almost as quickly as he'd pulled up in his uh, car, finding from him saying they're bloody hard to drive on the edge. Now, I hear you say before earlier you enjoy driving this car, but they're difficult to drive, aren't they still? Yeah, 100%. They're very, very difficult to, to drive consistently. Um, I think that's a challenge, especially in quality, to get the most out of them now. They are on edge, and I suppose that's a difference compared to what the, these old cars used to be like. You, the, the old cars, you had to drive to the, to the limit of the car; um, otherwise, you'd be be smashed, and it wouldn't reward you. But these things sort of same, similar sort of thing in a way. Um, but you can can push them a little bit harder, and they do reward that uh, that um, I suppose aggressiveness and, and getting into and getting into the tire more and, and having a bit more of a dip. So. From that side, it's pretty cool, but I suppose what comes what comes with that is is more mistakes, and um, yeah, does de- does definitely make it harder to to put a lap after lap together. So, yeah, when you're slightly out of the window, um, yeah, definitely makes it uh, difficult to put two laps together the same. Jack, I've heard you speak on a couple of occasions. You've sort of said, "Oh, it's nice to have this win," and not having the question mark over it. But I have to say that a, I don't believe it because everyone races to the same rules. So no matter what you do, you're going to be doing the best you can at any particular time. How different is this win for you? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I suppose uh, you're always going to have critics out there, and I remember back at the Sydney win, people. I suppose tried to take something away from it with with where the tire rules were and stuff like that. So that's always always lingered over it, and and people have mentioned that quite a bit, even through the commentary over the weekend. It was mentioned. Um, so yeah, to be honest, this is uh, this is pretty special for me, and it's great to be able to do it with um, MSR and Truck Assist uh, Racing. It's uh, the first win for the team, the first pole position for the team as well. Uh, so that in itself is very, very cool. Um, but, yeah, working very hard as a team. And it's a, it's a young team. We're working hard to build. And I think there's uh, some pretty special things coming for, for Matt Stone Racing. And, uh, 
yeah, look, I'm just uh, stoked to be a part of it and, uh, yeah, looking forward to, to trying to get some more um, uh, great results on the board for the rest of the year. Knowing now what you do, how do you approach all the qualifying since to get yourself the best chance to end up up the front? Oh, I don't know, mate. If I um, had the had the, uh, the magic answer, I'd, uh, I'd keep it secret. But, um, no, I've just got to keep doing what we're doing. Like we've, we've had pretty good quality speed this year. It's a matter of, uh, like I said earlier, these cars are hard to drive and it's hard to replicate the same lap after lap. So, for me, I'm just trying to maximise that and, and make sure I can and drive the car better. And that's something that I worked on quite a bit over the weekend was, was my braking in the car. Um, to try and try and suit these cars a bit more, it's something you get. You, I suppose you always adjust and you learn on the go. So, um, yeah, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. We've got a got a good program going, and uh, we're just learning more and more about these cars at the same time. So, I think uh, as the year goes on, we'll be able to put it in the more. And at at the moment, with how, how close quality is, it's just going to keep on on helping us achieve those uh, those front results. Jack, I read a comment the other day of a mutual friend of ours. Jared McLeod on Facebook and I absolutely found it quite delightful because he used to give you a lift at workshop. Uh, men in um, the motorsport, no. yeah, Braun Beasley. Jared wrote about this 14-year-old kid, I'm going to be racing in the in main category, I'm going to do this and, and it was just wonderful, it captured the spirit so well and somebody, I mean I've known you since Formula 4 days and I certainly am very pleased to see you uh, get this result and I hope a lot more to go with it because uh, uh, it's uh, one for the good guys, can we say? You know, you uh, you don't bring any baggage from uh, other people, and uh, you present the sport very well. And, and I'm sure that Matt and uh, the whole team at Matt Stone Racing uh, will thoroughly enjoy every minute of you racing with them. Yeah, no, thanks, mate. Yeah, have an absolute blast at the moment. So, uh, yeah, good times ahead, mate. So we'll just keep uh, keep the ball rolling now. Keep on doing that, and we'll enjoy watch. Townsville closely even more so and hope that you have a similar success up there but we'll keep watching. Thanks very much Jack LeBrock for joining us on Inside Supercars. No worries. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending megabucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.